You should play double dutch with the wire from the um thing. Well, the from the cable man? Yeah. Everybody that's used to do that. Right? Yeah, that's why I never liked <laughs> playing with it. I never liked playing double dutch because I was double handed. No. I was double handed and that wire was really the cable wire <laughs> yeah, was really? thick and it hurt. Yeah. When it hit you it hurt. You never was you never could go you never could jump? Mm mm. Mm -mm. I was, I think about little things you do. I think, wow, she could. Y'all didn't get, y'all didn't have regular ropes? Nah, we ain't have regular, like, it was regular ropes available in the stores, but we ain't never buy that. We was too lazy. Buy, we ain't want to buy it. You right. know what I'm saying? We ain't care about going to the store and yeah. getting rope. That's something the adults to think about. Kids right. is like, wait, the he got rope. Man. Can I use it? Can I have some rope? And the cable man, he ain't never say no. He knew what it was. Because, you know, he probably had kids, and kids was probably asking him for rope every time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you could get, we looked at it like, you could always get more of this. This is free. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why well, go to a store and get a little thin rope? That's not double Dutch rope. Right. You know what I'm saying? The thin caller ID, little wire ain't, ain't it. Mm -hmm. You need the thick Verizon Optimum wire. Right. And play double Dutch with that. So... <laughs> What else was out there about? That born to be sold story is good. Yeah, that's that's that's, what, that's what, we can't get no deeper than that. Yeah, that's what that's I'm, gonna be a top. I mean, damn, that. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get out. That's good to think about. Um, I so. I was sending videos. If I'm going to like one time, I'm into um Miami. And I, I really didn't like it because it was too humid for me. I didn't like it. It was too hot. It was for Memorial Day weekend. And he was like, um, he was like, you know, when I showed him the clouds, because he's never been on a plane, and I showed him the trees and stuff, to somebody else, that's nothing. Miami is like 42nd Street. Every When you go there, you're going to see everybody you know, especially on Memorial Day weekend. To him. He's not caring about it being 42nd Street. He's thinking, oh, my God, look at the trees. Look at the clouds. He was so, pre he appreciated the small stuff, you know, which was big to me. And he told me, he said, Tweety, I love when you send me videos and stuff because it takes me from a different mind space, you know. All I hang around is addicts, all all, you know, all my friends are addicts. And I tell them, I said, well, Pop, how do you help yourself from being around that? Like, how do you not relapse? And he said to me, he said, your videos. I went from, you know, he told me this. He said, Tweety, you taught me this. I said, what I taught you? He said, um, you taught me that there's a difference between living and existing. There's a difference between living and existing. When you live, you get up and you make life a purpose every single day. But when you existing, you just laying there and sitting there and thinking about what you want to do rather than doing it. You know, like a door. It just, it, it's just there, you know, until that door covers the things that's worth inside the house. You as a living person, 
that door is protecting somebody from coming in and hurting you. You know what I'm saying? You know, that chair at the table is just a chair when no one's sitting there. But once a family is eating together and creating memories together and talking and conversing and things like that, you're making that house a home. It's just not just there, you know? So I told him that, and he he found life through them videos of us in the strip club, of us on the road, of us singing, dancing, joking around. He said, Tweety, those videos, they give me life. Now, y'all can find them because y'all on Instagram. He, My father don't know nothing about no damn Instagram. He don't know nothing about no gram and no Insta. Only thing he knows about is, okay, Google. He Google was his thing. YouTube was his thing. He loved Muhammad Ali. So he would always look up, you know, Muhammad Ali. He went through a good Tupac phase for a long time. Tupac, 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 Tupac. Um, he would always, he fell in love with bro. He would always find videos of us and just 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 living, you know, and I knew and I I I've watched my father go from being Worried about dying, you know, everything to him. Every Like I say, he's a hypochondriac. Soon as the nigga sneeze wrong, up, oh, I got to go to the hospital. I think I got AIDS in my nose. Like, what the hell wrong with you? You know? But that's just how he was. And I knew something wasn't right when me and Mary went to my father's house. This was April 27th. We went there. And, um... Cause that's something that I will always do. Just chill with my father. And if I'm not chilling with my father, I'm chilling with Mary. If I'm not chilling with Mary, I'm at my cousin Quay house. I don't chill with a lot of people. I don't surround myself around plenty. Um, so anyway, that's why I'm flop master flex. I always flop. Like I flop without even meaning to, it just ain't my vibe to just be in everybody's face. But, um, I was at my father's house, and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, if anything happened to me, I'm going to be cremated. Um, You got to come here. You got to go get my clothes. You got to go do this. You got to get this, get that. And I'm looking at this nigga like, yo, what the hell is he talking about? Remember, this was April 27th. So then he comes, and he tells me some really disturbing news that I'm not going to say publicly. And that broke my heart. And... That was about his health. And um, Mary was there, and I was like, oh, my gosh. May 21st, I uploaded my um. Now, here's when I realized my father started to look different. He started to, his energy wasn't the same no more. These last couple of weeks, since April 27th, even before then, I would tell, like, yo, something ain't right, you know, because, remember, he missed 15 years, but he was in my life for eight years. I started seeing a change with my father in 2018. It, he's been complaining about different shit before then, but 2018 is when I started seeing certain shit, you know? And um, no matter what he went through, he always kept a smile on his face. He always made other people laugh and smile and, and things like that. So I made it my business to see my father and spend as much time with him so I can make him feel good because he makes everybody feel feel like, you know, wanted. So I was like, um, 
And that was my best friend. That was literally my best friend. So when he told me this news, I said, oh, man, I got to get closer to him, more closer to him. I got to see him and call him every every day now, you know. And I got to do that because I'm going to be mad if something happened to my father. And I told him that. I said, listen, if something happened to you, oh, my God. I said, if something happened to you, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. And things was like things like that. And he was like, um, April twenty, May twenty first was the day my book got submitted. And um, the day I submitted it, the day I submitted it, pardon me, the day I submitted it was the same day that I actually seen him for the last time. Um, which is wild. <sighs> I've seen him. I said, Pop, the book is uploaded. I uploaded the manuscript. He was so happy. He started promoting it to his friends, had his friends buy it. He was promoting it really, really good. And um, this is the day I did the fart prank on him on live. And that day that I was on live, I've my father, it, it, as I'm on live, and as I'm um, just watching him while, you know, doing a prank on him, it's, he's, he's, I, I'm thinking it's because it's hot. So he's like a little wary. But that whole day he was just not himself. He was really like, um, like tired. He was really tired. And um, we was on a train and he was admitting certain things like, you know, sometimes I just start arguments because I like to, you know, get people excited. Um, talking about his addiction and, you know, from the past and just different stuff. And we walk in towards um, his house and we walk past Metro PCS. And Metro PCS, there was three guys, two with a gun, and they was robbing the Metro PCS store. This is literally a real story. And the lady that was, you know, she was, I guess, either going in Metro PCS or coming out of Metro PCS. But we see her turn back around so fast and was like, oh, my God, go help him. Go help him. And me and my father, we finally reached Metro PCS. And we look, these niggas is robbing, taking the phones, robbing the men. So I'm like, come on, pop. Let's go. Let's go. Let's mind our business. Let's this nigga is trying to go in the Metro PCS store because him and a guy always used to get into it. Him and the Metro PCS guy. The guy like his age or a little bit older than him. Them niggas always popped. I remember one time to the, I was smack the shit out you. I ain't never seen my father talk to nobody like that. I was like, oh my God. And my father said, my father said, he said, no, that nigga think he tough. Good for that nigga. He's saying there trying to go in there. And I said, Pop, now let's be smart. Cause I'm sitting here backing him down, backing him up. I'm like, yo, come on. Like he's sitting here wheezing all heavy, talking about something. Nah, don't back down. Don't be a punk. Don't back down. I said, We ain't got no guns. We'll be gonna bring fists to a gunfight. Let's think rash. Okay, now let's think stupid. Let's think stupid for a minute. We, I say, okay, Pop, come on, let's go. Fuck it. Let's go in this store. 
Now, one or two things could happen. You sitting here thinking you're going to attack the the Metro PCS guy, these guys that's robbing the store don't know your intentions and motives. So maybe they could think, oh shit, this nigga coming, either he 5-0 as a detective or this nigga trying to come in and, you know, harm us. Before I go out, I'm taking, they would have killed, first of all, I ain't going to let nobody violate you. So it would have been on and thumping. First of all, we would have been on the floor looking like fucking bugs. Because the first instant, if I'm robbing somebody and somebody else come into the store yelling and screaming and shit, I'm going to shoot you. I don't know what you yelling and screaming about. I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm actually kind of scared because this whole parkway is full of people. You know, and I don't, they could have been crackers. I don't know what they was, but they was really robbing that store. Now, if we would, now we would have, God forbid, knock on wood, we would have lost our life for trying to be tough over because of an emotion you don't like the guy in the store because he has a smart slick ass mouth but now you done lost your life because you trying to sit here and be tough for nothing and I ain't gonna let nobody hurt you so we going out together dummy that's a dumb move if you could prevent it prevent it they going to call you pussy, soft, whatever. I don't give a fuck what they say. At least I was able to make it another day and him too. And that's, that's the last day we had our last meal together. We sat down. We had a good conversation. We was laughing about the situation, talking about it. And I told him, I don't ever want to see you get carried out because I never heard you wheeze like that. And from the moment when I heard him wheeze like that, that flickered in my mind like oh shit I gotta go take pop to the doctor cause we gotta go see about that he complaining about kidney and all this other shit no we need to go see about this asthma cause he had bad asthma all his life but damn I ain't never hear nobody wheeze like that and them two seconds of me just pushing him back so now May 21st, this was. I told you, April 27th, he told me to, that he wanted to be cremated and shit. May 21st was the last day I seen him. Now it's May 25th, the last day I spoke to him. Something said, Tweety, call your father. It was a Saturday. It was pouring down rain, and it was Memorial Day weekend. I'm like, oh, man, it's pouring. So I called him. He like, he wheezing kept hanging up. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Called him seven times. For the first three or four times, I was just hanging up. Every time he pick up, I hang up. So now, I'm like, all right. The first, the next time after I call about that, I'm sending him stuff about the book. He kept talking, attempted to talk. I hung up again. Now I call him back. Six, that's the fifth time he did that. Now, that's the sixth time I call. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with you? You okay? He's like, you hear me wheezing, right? You hear me? You hear me wheezing, right? I'm like, yo, you took your pump? He like, yeah, I just took it. I said, yo, you going to the hospital? He like, I'm all right. 
I'm all right. So in my head, I'm like, all right, maybe he a hypochondriac. He a hypochondriac. So maybe he's, you know, his anxiety is is working and is working his asthma up even more. Let me try to relax him. So we talking about different things, talking about different things, and um, what happens is now, right? What happens is, I'm thinking, okay, maybe his friends is gonna take him to the hospital. So he says to me, he says, you coming over? I said, no, Pop. I'll be there tomorrow or Monday. He said, okay. He said, I love you, baby. I said, I love you too, Pop. Hung up the phone. That was it. Last conversation. So then I call him back. He ain't answer again. Um, he was too, He was texting me this time. Now he was like, yeah, he's seen the book. He was like, I see it, because I was sending him pictures of it. He was like, I see it and stuff. And then after that, I got the call, 3.30 in the morning. It said, pop, first ring. I'm like, what the fuck? He been going to sleep at 11 o'clock these last couple of nights. It's now 3. What's wrong? So I go back. I get a call again. I pick up his best, his friend Mike. Tweety, Jazz is dead. Pops is dead. I said, what the fuck? I'm like, huh? So I get up. Mary and me, we were sleeping on the phone. So she heard what happened. She came, rushed over, took me to the hospital to go see Pop. We go to the hospital together. I'm trying to wake him up. I'm trying to. I couldn't get him. Couldn't get him. Tried to pick him up. I didn't see him. He was gone. He was smiling. He had this glow in his face. Like he was at peace, and I was, you know, yelling, screaming. I, I, I really kind of don't remember everything because I was literally blacking out, and I kept going in and out. I remember that, and um, I took the last clothes he had on, and they, they was, they was pissy because he had a heart attack. So, but he came back to life twice. That's what they say. He came back to life twice. Um, and he was smiling. He was smiling. They was like, yeah, first time we lost him, he was smiling when he came back. Second time in the hospital, they got his pulse back, and then he smiled and then left after that. And um, I was like, yo, you know, this shit is crazy. Out of all of the things he was complaining about, I never knew, like, a heart attack. Like, I was really, I was going through it. I was scared to be alone for a while. It was a lot. It was definitely a lot, but it was definitely, 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 you know, a, a, a lesson learned that don't let what happens break you, let it make you. Because had I not had my book, had I not had my podcast, had I not had a good support system, had I not had God first and strength after, I would have been fucking dead mentally. Because I was asking God, what do I do? Where do I go? I don't have nobody. I be trying to find loops through the shit, trying to call my father and stuff. No answer. I be seeing people who remind me of him. I stop him and say, I'm sorry. I smell aromas, start crying. Sometimes I cry. I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm crying because the peace of my heart can't be replaced. It's going to forever be broken. I want to thank everybody that's tuned in on this serious Sundays. If you lost somebody, a loved one, you know, let's give them a moment of silence.
I love you, Pop. You know, tomorrow's your birthday. And <sighs> I see you when I see you.